Welcome, Raptors enthusiasts. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. Oh, yeah, what is happening, my people? This is your boy, Sam, ready to holler at you about another Toronto Raptors basketball game. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. The podcast where I break down every single Toronto Raptors basketball game based out of London, UK. And you can tell this podcast is coming to you from London because if you hear what sounds like a bunch of gunshots going off in the background, don't you worry. It's just the night after Guy Fawkes night here in London. And a load of British people have a load of extra fireworks and they are going off non-stop. My poor dog Snoop, worst couple of nights of the year for him by the way shout out to snoop tonight we're heading off to birmingham because he's in the semi-final of the national pet show it's called super dogs live so shout out to my dog he's in the most talented category that's right we represent over here we don't half step we don't play with our doggy training this is some serious stuff not really we're just playing but we like to put him in the competition if he's got the skill right so you T-Raps, what can I say? 5-0 and oh to start the season. Last ball game, a beautiful, hard-fought victory on the road against the Oklahoma City Thunder, just baffling Durant and Westbrook. They could not believe the firepower the Raptors continued to throw at them throughout that game. Haven't seen them play like that as a team for a long time, or what felt like a very long time. So we're on to game six, and the Raptors still on the road in Orlando, taking on the Magic, the team that they will also be playing when they travel here to London. By the way, yo, someone, hook a brother up here. Your boy Sam snoozed on the ticket sales. They sold out instantly. Now I go to buy a ticket. It's like 200 pounds each for bad seats. I mean, come on, man. 200 pounds, and then there's like a 60-pound processing fee. So me and my girl go, right? For those of you who don't speak in pounds, that's going to be like $600. Minimum, $700. I mean, it's going to be like four or 500 pounds for me and my girl to go check out the Raptor game from bad seats? Come on, man. Give me a little bit of love, Toronto Raptors. And in fact, that brings me to another point. I'm also going to Florida later on this month. Going to be checking out the Toronto Raptors taking on the Miami Heat. I believe it's December 18th. Again, Tickets are ridiculous. I mean, for bad seats, it's like a hundred bucks each. I realize I haven't lived in an NBA city for a long time, but back in the day, I lived in Toronto, all right? I used to live at Blur and Spadina, and at halftime, in the winter, I used to run out of my apartment, hop on the subway, get myself down to Union Station, go into the ACC. You could score yourself a ticket for 10, 15 bucks. Maybe I shouldn't be telling that story. Scalping is illegal. Really, though. How are people supposed to enjoy the game? I mean, what if I'm going to go drop six, $700 and watch the Raptors lose? Like I did the last time they were in London. Twice in a row, actually. One of them in overtime. That's going to hurt, so I need some hookups. So someone sort a brother out, all right? For the Magic, Nikola Vucevic. Big, talented center out for this ballgame. Excellent news. Dwayne Dedman in for him, so... Jonas Valanciunas, I expect to have a decent ball game. Should be able to operate in the middle with a guy who's quite foul prone. So we're good to go. We're set up. Raptors are 5-0. Magic, 1-4. and 
Let's get into it. First quarter. First few minutes, pretty dull. Raptors claw their way up to a 7-3 lead. The Magic respond quickly with a 10-1 run. So I'm going to jump to six minutes into this first quarter. Toronto Raptors down by five, 13-8. Five, 10 mark. Raptors showing some hustle. First off, Evan Fournier comes up with a steal on the defensive end. But before he's able to get over half, Kyle Lowry snatches it right back. Takes it to the hole. Not able to connect, but Bismack Biombo, therefore the offensive rebound. Raptors work it around to Damare Carroll. Rises up and hits a mid-range jumper. Nice hustle, nice teamwork there. 444 mark, Dwayne Dedmond, who I just mentioned, in for Vucevic. For the third time, I believe they were all on him. Maybe it was definitely at least two of them. But for the third time in the ballgame, the Magic are called for a three-second violation. I'm pretty sure they were all on him. If so, that's incredible. Am I right? 444 left in the first quarter, so that's just over seven minutes of play. 3-3 three, three in the keys. Wow. Despite that, though, he was actually playing pretty well. Deadman had a couple of blocks, and he got himself to the free throw line six times. Hit four of them. So actually, making the most of this opportunity, Dwayne Deadman's pretty athletic guy. He's a big guy. I mean, if he pulls it together, there's no reason why he couldn't be a good player. And then the Raptors get a terrible break right after that. They go down on offense. I believe there was a kickball. So the Raptors are inbounding from the sideline with 14 seconds to go on the shot clock. So they inbound. They start working the ball around. Damari Carroll's dribbling in the right corner. All of a sudden, the whistle goes off. And I look down at the shot clock. I realize it's still at 14. Shot clock never started ticking. So the referee goes over to the scorer's table, talks to them for about 30 seconds, and then just... Taps his shoulders and says, shot clock violation, Toronto Raptors. I said, what? What kind of call is that? I mean, what, are they supposed to have an internal clock? How are they supposed to know that the shot clock was going to go out? And they're the visiting team. I mean, if anything, the home team should take the hit on that, right? But no. T-Raps with a turnover. Luckily, the basketball gods smiling on us on this occasion. Because the Raptors don't give up any points. They get a stop on the possession. Go back the other way and Damari Carroll gets fouled in the paint. Hits a pair of free throws. Magic lead down to one. 14-13 with four minutes to go. Then a tough stretch for Tupat. Trying to connect from deep on three straight occasions. Unsuccessful the first time he gets blocked by Aaron Gordon. Then he bricks a pair, all from the same spot. Just off a straightaway, a little bit to the left of straightaway. Tupat comes back on defense, takes out his frustration on Evan Fournier. Fournier on the drive and Tupat with the volleyball spike out of bounds. Comes back the other way. Tupat now gets the ball again in that same spot where he's been struggling. Recognizes that he shouldn't jack one up. Decides to put one on the floor. Travel. Just tough break for Tupat. I love you, Tupat. That's just a tough stretch. Gotta call it out. And to make matters worse, Channing Fry. Who, by the way, this guy... One of the most interesting players in the league for me, because if you check out his first few years in the league compared to his last few, completely different dude. He was like a completely uncoordinated center, and then he turns into like a stretch five who can shoot threes. And that's exactly what he did here. Triples from the other end, gives the Magic a six-point lead, 19-13, one minute, 20 seconds remaining. And they hang on to that six-point lead at the end of one, 21-15, Orlando. 
second quarter. And my boy, Corey Joseph, putting on a show. Check it, 11.20 mark, hits a tough deuce to start the quarter with a hand in his face. Next Rapture possession, hits another tough jumper, this time with Dwayne Dedman, the big center, all over him. Ensuing Rapture possession, Corey Joseph, with the ball, shot clock, winding down, able to drive, draw himself a pair of free throws. Dude can do no wrong the first few minutes. 8.40 mark, Kyle Lowry, trying to get in on the scoring act, he puts up a three ball, misses, but Luis Scola, coming in baseline, able to sneak in and steal an offensive rebound away. Feeds it to Lowry, who recognized that Luis Scola was about to steal that ball. Cuts to the rim, gets in there for the layup. Magic lead, down to 4, 27-23. 7.54 mark, Tupat, in the lane, missing a floater. But follows his own shot, gets his own rebound, and the Raptors hit Luis Scola in the left corner, bearing the three ball. Magic lead down to 1 now, 27-26. 6.52 mark, Aaron Gordon, running the floor. And this is one of those times where hustle does not pay off. Victor Oladipo is taking it down the right side. He spots Alfred Payton camping out on the left wing. Goes to throw a bullet chest pass and as Gordon is flying up the middle, catches that pass right in the face. <laughs> like, and they were closer than I'm describing. I think it was practically point blank. Just bonks one right off his face. Goes right to Luis Scola. Scola quickly outlets it to Lowry, and Joseph broke on the play. Lowry hits him with a pass, and of course, Joseph, with the poise, able to pump fake, lets the defenders fly by, and then jumps from one side of the rim to the other, flat-footed, showing some athleticism, and finishes with the reverse layup. And that gave the Raptors the lead, 28-27. The Magic snatch it right back, though. Alfred Payton who, by the way, his hair is just defying gravity. There's no way that that's helping him. It definitely looks unique, but that's kind of mess with your equilibrium or your shot. You don't know what I'm talking about. Check it out. His hair literally looks like a wave that's just about to crash onto his forehead. And I'm not saying it looks bad. I just don't think it's conducive to basketball. But dude is in the NBA, and I'm doing a Raptors Abroad podcast, so what do I know? Keep on keeping on, Alfred. So Peyton, with that cool hair, helps his team snatch the lead right back. He gets his own miss and then sets up Aaron Gordon, who was cutting on the right baseline. And Gordon finishing with the beautiful reverse dunk, proper reverse dunk behind his head. I really love that dunk. Wish more guys were able to pull that off. I guess it's, I mean, I wouldn't know. I've never done any type of dunk in a game, but it just looks so cool. I'd like to see more guys do that when they drive underneath the basket, just explode and finish with one. I remember VC, one of my favorite highlights from when he played at UNC, just caught the ball underneath the basket and then just took a step, not even a dribble, just kind of took a step and as he jumped, pumped the ball down to his waist and then threw it with a massive reverse dunk on the other side. But I digress. And speaking of old school Raptors, right after that dunk, they showed... None other than T-Mac Tracy McGrady sitting courtside, which I thought was kind of funny because he left both of these teams under not the best circumstances. Definitely the Raptors under terrible circumstances. And then with the Magic, I was a bit surprised. They showed a stat. He only played there four years. I thought he played there longer than that, but gave Houston a lot of his good years as well. I'm not going to hate on T-Mac, though. He looked good. He looked all right. He looked happy. Dude's got money, dude's healthy, dude's got a family. Still bitter, though. 
I'm a Raptor fan. Come on, man. It's part of the it's part of the deal. I mean, how could I have a Toronto Raptors podcast and be down with T Max? Not cool. Back to the ball game. Five minute mark. Victor Oladipo. Dude's got skills. He drains a three ball. Maggi trying to reestablish that lead. 30 seconds later, Anthony Bennett sighting AB on the court. And with the quick hands, comes up with a nice deal on Tobias Harris, who's another skilled big player. Fan of Tobias Harris. He, he pulls off stuff that he doesn't look like he can do. Seems a little bit heavier than he really is. He's a lot lighter on his feet than I expect. But on this occasion, Anthony Bennett, quick, grabs that ball from him. Works it up to Kyle Lowry, and Lowry rises up and drains a three ball in transition. Again, cutting the Magic lead down to one, 32-31. Unfortunately, the Raptors kip those three points right back on the next trip. Kyle Lowry with a turnover. DeMar DeRozan then forced to foul Oladipo. And that turns out to be a clear path foul, which means two free throws and possession. Oladipo splits the pair. And then Shabazz Napier hits a mid-range jumper. Y'all remember Shabazz Napier, right? I mean, I wouldn't even know who he was if it wasn't for LeBron James in the summer that he decided to leave Miami and go back to Cleveland. Made it pretty public that Shabazz Napier should be the first guard that any team drafts. So that's exactly what Miami did. And LeBron still said bye-bye. And I didn't realize it, but I guess Miami decided to say bye-bye to Napier then. Don't know why. Dude's got skills. He impressed me in this ballgame. Aside from hitting that mid-range jumper I just talked about, he comes right back on the next play, sets up Tobias Harris for a transition dunk. Magic with a six-point lead, 37-31. One minute and five seconds later, Tobias Harris, another layup, and the Magic have opened up their largest lead. It's 39-31. 30 seconds after that, one minute, 45 to go in the half. Anthony Bennett. Able to sneak in for an offensive rebound. Earns himself a trip to the free throw line. He got fouled. Makes both of those. However, Victor Oladipo comes right back with a floater. Orlando maintaining their lead. 113 mark Kyle Lowry on the drive. Gets all the way inside for the layup. Unable to connect. But Luis Scola is there for the offensive rebound. Three feet away on the left baseline. He short arms it. So Raptors blow a couple of opportunities there. However, Lowry, not giving up on the play, he's able to save the possession with a steal, but then tries to get it across to Demare Carroll, throws a bad pass for the turnover. And Shabazz Napier takes full advantage, goes the other way in transition, sets up Dwayne Dedman for the throwdown, and the lead is suddenly blown up to double digits, folks. 43-33 magic. 33 seconds to go. Lowry with a good look at a three. He's not able to connect, but Luis Scola just crashing the glass hard in this ballgame. Flies in for the offensive rebound. Gets it back to Lowry, and this time, his shot is true from deep. Lowry gets all three of them. Raptors fighting to get back in this one before half. They get a steal. Luis Scola inside. Misses a short hook. And the Magic rebound that ball and somehow are able to turn that defensive rebound into a three-on-one fast break. And with nine seconds to go, they were able to get all the way down the court for the layup. Raptors, though, still have nine seconds to work. Final shot. But for some reason, they take their time, get the ball to DeMar DeRozan, 
just over half court with a couple of seconds to go, so he jacks up a 35-footer. I mean, nine seconds is a long time in the NBA. Should be able to get all the way to the rim easy, especially with speedy players like the Raptors. But they refuse to recognize the moment, and the Magic take a nine-point lead going into half, 45-36. Your T-Raps shooting 23% in the first half. DeMar DeRozan, three points, zero field goals. And you know what? It's not all on the Raptors, though. Got to give it up to the Magic. They were playing some solid defense in that first half. Really sticky, and even when the Raptors were making shots, they were contested. Orlando came to play. Third quarter. So you know how I just said DeMar had no field goals in the first half? Well, I think he must have checked the box score. And it took him just 16 seconds to get into the field goal column. Drives and gets all the way to the rim for the layup. 11-13 mark then. Lowry driving. Sets up Luis Scola. Scola gets inside for the layup. Magic try to respond. But they respond with a turnover. Raptors come back the other way, miss the shot, but Jonas Valanciunas flying in for the offensive rebound and putback. Raptors are feeling it, so much so that Lowry presses the inbounds play and gets Alfred Payton to foul him, trying to get some separation just to receive the pass. Turnover for the Magic. So the Raptors work the ball around. They get it to Jonas Valanciunas on the right elbow. Goes to the pump fake, then puts the ball on the floor, gets all the way to the rim, Lays it in, plus the harm. And you know Jonas is going to finish that three-point play. He steps up and buries the free throw. And the Raptors with a 9-0 run to start the second half. And that magic nine-point lead completely erased. 45-45 is the score. Jump ahead a couple of minutes to the 8-28 mark. And it's Kyle striking from deep. And that, ladies and gentlemen, puts the Raptors on top by one, 50-49. 15 seconds later, Luis Scola coming up with the steal. Kicks it ahead to Kyle Lowry. Lowry, all alone, has a wide-open layup. Glances over his right shoulder. And what does he see? Sees double D, DeMar DeRozan, also with a clear lane to the basket. And this is when you know your squad has got some chemistry. Lowry, instead of going in for the layup, decides to just stop and hand it off to DeMar. And DeMar gladly accepts that pass and goes in for the big one-handed dunk. Teamwork, baby. Very next Raptor possession, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's not always going to share it, folks. Sometimes he wants to keep it for himself. He's dribbling down the left side with a little bit of pace. Evan Fournier gets a little too close, bumps him. And Lowry, with the recognition, elevates and drains an 18-foot shot off the bank for the and-one opportunity. Point lead 55-49 and Magic coach Scott Skiles not having it anymore pulls all five guys on the floor complete substitution and for good reason it's a 19-4 run for the Raptors over the first five minutes of this third quarter so Shabazz Napier I told you he impressed me they bring him in and at the 6-20 mark he cuts that six-point Raptor lead in half with the three ball 55 seconds later, Napier setting up Aaron Gordon for a three. And just like that, score is tied up again. It's 55 apiece. 435 mark, two pat with the precision pass. JV was rolling to the basket, extends his left hand, 
putting a nice target out there, and Tupat put it right on the money, and Jonas had no choice but to catch that and turn over his left shoulder and lay it in. Pass placement, people, so key. It's what separates the good from the great. It really does. When you watch a guy like Steve Nash, like John Stockton, when they have an open man, they don't just hit him with the pass, they hit him with the pass in the spot that they need to catch it to just continue their motion. Spoon feeding, I like to call it. Actually, I definitely did not make that up, but that's the term that I have adopted. Brilliant pass from Tupat. Four minutes to go in the third. Shabazz Napier continuing to distribute. This time he finds CJ Watson. And Watson rises up from the right corner, drains a three ball, scores tied up at 58. 321 Mark Napier trying to do a little bit too much. He travels, and DeMar DeRozan takes advantage of the possession with a drive down the right side, takes a bump from Tobias Harris as he puts in the floater. DeMar goes to the line, completes the three-point opportunity. That's 10 points in the quarter for DeMar DeRozan after having just three in the first half. Way to bounce back. And the Raptors with a four-point lead, 62-58. 250 Mark, two pat playing excellent defense. He's isolated on the left wing with Shabazz Napier, and Napier's got a handle, and he's got quick feet. But Tupat, showing off the lateral movement skills, cutting him off on every crossover and behind the back dribble he tried. Magic wind up taking a tough shot and miss. Raptors go the other way, and Damar earns himself a trip to the free throw line yet again. Splits the pair. But 50 seconds later, DeMar's shot is online from 20 feet out, off the dribble. Nothing but net. 65-60, Raptors. And then with a minute and two seconds to go, Corey Joseph continues his outstanding play in this ballgame. Goes to his patented move. And I'm going to call this out. This is Corey Joseph's move. He likes to take it back to about 30 feet out, normally on the right wing then blows by people and goes in and finishes on the left side of the rim with the right hand. He's done it several times. And I'll tell you what, in this play, really impressed me. I'd like to see if he did it on purpose. I'm going to keep an eye on this. All right, Joseph had a defender coming to close him out. I believe it was Herzonia. Yeah, it was. It was. So Herzonia's coming out to close out. And if you play basketball, then you've all done this. When you switch on to a new defender, people will right away glance left and glance right to see if a screen is coming. Right? You're supposed to rely on your teammates to tell you, but everyone wants to do it. It's just part of the move. And so what does Joseph do? He times this to perfection. He looks like he's just dribbling it out, sees the man switch on, his man glances right, and then on the glance left, that is when Joseph explodes. I watched, I rewound this like 10 times, put it in slow motion. It was absolutely beautiful. By the time his defender looks back at him, he's already in top speed and his defender's flat-footed. So he blows by the first guy and the help defender wasn't expecting Joseph to be there so easily past the other defender. So he just burns by him and finishes with the reverse. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous play. Young people, check it out. I wish I would have thought of this when I played basketball. I never thought of that. Thanks to Corey Joseph. And with that, folks, the Raptors with a seven-point lead, 67-60, largest of the ballgame for the T-Raps. Tobias Harris, though, nine seconds to go in the quarter, hits a clutch long deuce. Magic definitely needed that. So the Raptors try to strike back. DeMar DeRozan on the drive to the spin move and then tosses a beautiful pass to Tupat on the left wing. He gets off a nice shot just as the buzzer goes off, but unable to connect from deep. And the Raptors with a five-point lead after three. 
69-64, so an excellent bounce back after entering that third quarter down nine. To be up five at the end, certainly unexpected. The Raptors outscored the Magic 33-19 in the quarter. A little math for you, Raptors 36 points in the first half, 33 in the third quarter alone. Fourth quarter. Victor Oladipo starts inside with a nice little score. Able to get a layup. 11.29 mark, Bismack Biombo picking up a loose ball in the paint. He's able to go up, hit the layup, plus the harm. Attaboy, Bismack. But Biombo, dude, you got to get those free throws tighter. He steps up and, of course, not able to connect on the free throw to complete the three-point play. Magic come back the other way, and Tobias Harris... Gets three the new fashion way, draining one from deep. Raptor lead down to 271 69. 10.06 mark, CJ Watson ties the ball game on the left side with the drive and layup. 9.21 mark, Corey Joseph just playing lights out. Gets this lead right back for the Raptors with a drive and then step back jumper. Dude had it all going on in this ball game. 6.50 mark. Tobias Harris ties the ball game yet again with a sweet drive and soft touch with the right hand. He was going top speed in traffic, able to lay it off glass nicely. And then he works the glass on the next possession. 620 mark flies in for the offensive rebound and putback, and the Magic snatch back that lead, folks. They're now up to 75-73. One minute later, 551 mark, DeMar DeRozan Gorgeous play here on the drive. Dwayne Dedman, the shot blocker, comes to challenge. And DeMar, using the very top of the backboard, goes for the high glass finish. CJ Watson, though, with the answer, comes back with a three ball. But the Raptors do not hang their head. DeMar DeRozan drives it, kicks it to Damari Carroll, and he buries one from deep. To answer that Watson three, and the Raptors have tied up this ball game at 78. Victor Oladipo and Lowry then try to toss up some daggers. Instead, they toss up bricks. They trade some misses from deep. 4.15 mark, Tobias Harris with the alley-oop to Dwayne Dedman. Dedman throws down the two-hander. It was a gorgeous pass in traffic. Tell you, that Tobias Harris has got some game. And the Magic with a two-point lead, 80-78. So the Raptors go to the hot hand. Corey Joseph. 344 mark goes to the hesitation dribble to shed two defenders, get a little space, and then banks in a floater to tie this ball game. Three minutes, 19 seconds to play now. Victor Oladipo. Dude's been clutch. I've seen him make several clutch plays over his short career. And this time, able to connect from mid range, giving the Magic back the lead. But DeMar DeRozan comes right back, and he goes to the lefty scoop shot. Ties up this ball game. 251 mark. Evan Fournier decides to enter this ball game and make an impact. He steps up, buries a huge three ball, and it's 85-82 magic. Next Raptor possession, Lowry. Got a good chance to answer. Raptors with good ball movement. They get it to him on the left wing. He's got a wide open look at three to answer. Amazingly, though, he passes that up goes to the dribble drive and winds up hitting a very difficult turnaround fadeaway from the right elbow just as the shot clock expired. One of those no-no yes plays. And it's a one-point game with that make. 2-0-2 mark. 
little bit of European influence in this ball game. Evan Fournier from France goes to the Eurostep and slides around the Lithuanian. Jonas Valanciunas gets all the way in for the layup. A little more international flavor for you, quote-unquote international. 141 mark Corey Joseph, the Canadian, answering with an 18-footer. Raptors down by one, and then with a minute and a half to go, Joseph flying in for the defensive rebound after the Raptors get a stop, and your T-Raps have possession and a chance to take the lead. They take it down court. They work it around nicely. Damari Carroll gets an open look from the left wing, unable to connect. Have no fear, though. The Raptors get another stop, and with one minute to go, they have yet another chance to take the lead. The score is 87 86 magic. So you go to who? The tip of the spear. DeMar DeRozan, the leader of this squad. He goes to the dribble drive, and DeMar loses the handle. Turnover. Magic come back the other way, and with 30 seconds to play, Tobias Harris gets a very favorable call from the referees. He's fouled from Damari Carroll. I mean, maybe bumped him with the body, but Carroll literally had his hands at his side. And Harris gets a trip to the free throw line. But the Raptors catch a huge break as Harris misses the first free throw and then makes the second one. So we don't have to worry about the rebound and they only score one point. So it's a two-point game, 30 seconds to go, 88-86. Toronto Raptors, of course, call timeout. They set up a play, 25.2 seconds to go, and DeMar DeRozan finds himself in the paint with the ball amongst the trees, goes to the pump fake, and Dwayne Dedman bites hard. DeMar jumps into him, draws the foul, and that's six on Dwayne Dedman, so he's gone. Big amount of rim protection taken away for the Magic to close out this ballgame. So DeRozan to the line. He has two free throws to tie this ballgame. Calmly makes that first one, as we expected. But DeMar misses the second. It glances off the rim to the right. Scramble for the rebound, and it goes off of Tobias Harris. Raptors catch a huge break. So the game is not tied, which would be nice, but we've got possession and a chance to win this ballgame. Just over 24 seconds remaining. So T-Raps inbound the ball. Doesn't seem like they have a set play. They work the ball around. They get it to DeMar DeRozan. He's inside. Feels like he's got a good shot at a layup. But instead of rising up, DeMar pump fakes. He gets stripped. Scramble for the ball. Raptors recover. They get it to Kyle Lowry. Lowry on the right side. He goes to the drive. He gets cut off. Nine seconds to go now. Gives it up to Jonas Valanciunas. And JV now way out of position. He's on the right block. A good 12 feet out. And so what does JV do? He kind of panics. He realizes there's no help coming. So he turns over his right shoulder. Puts his head down. Drives into the paint. And puts up a wild lefty hook. No arc. It clanks hard off the back iron. Magic recover, and Victor Oladipo gets clear path fouled, taking it the other way, and yet T-Raps lose their first ball game of the 2015-2016 NBA season, 92-87. Ouch. A painful five-point loss. Raptors drop to 5-1. and one. Magic improved to 2-4. and four. Ouch. Let's hit the box score.
On the magic end, not a lot to talk about aside from Tobias Harris. What a ball game this guy had. 8 of 10 from the field. I didn't even realize this until looking at the box score that he was shooting. That lights out. 8 of 10 from the field, 9 rebounds, also had 2 assists, and a steal. And a lot of those buckets were clutch buckets. That's 20 points for him. CJ Watson also with a decent contribution. He had 12 points off the bench. 2 of 4 from 3-point land. But aside from that, nothing terribly exciting to look at on the Magic box score. They did a good job of hanging on to the ball, only 12 turnovers. But in fact, not as good as the Raptors. Raptors with just 9 turnovers. Wow, that's surprising. Single-digit turnovers and the Raptors wind up losing. Well, the glaring number here on the Raptors box score is the field goal and three-point percentage. Raptors, 30 of 86 from the field for 34.9%. 5 of 23 from three-point land, 21.7%. Ouch! That is some nasty shooting. DeMar DeRozan led the way, 7 of 15 from the field. 9 of 12 free throws for 23 points. And then Corey Joseph, 19 points off the bench. 7 of 9 shooting. And Jonas Valanciunas, 3 of 6 from the field, 14 rebounds. Those sound like some good numbers from your good players, right? I mean, Lowry wasn't that great. He was 6 of 16, 5 rebounds, only 2 dimes. But when your team shoots 35%, there's not a lot of assists to be had. In fact, the Raptors were just 13 as a team. Magic with 22. So what happened? Who's to blame? My brother-in-law's not down with JV. He texted me right away. He said, yo. Which, by the way, homeboy, if you check out these podcasts, give me a couple more hours. Sometimes I don't get to these games right away. You're tweeting me in the morning, man. <laughs> I got love for you. My bro-in-law puts this one on JV. Don't think he was too happy with that last-minute shot. Personally, I go to the vets on this one. I put this one on DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry for a couple of reasons. DeMar DeRozan, first of all, could have tied this one up with a free throw. Then he could have possibly gotten us the lead with a short-range shot. And then the next blame I'm going to put on Lowry, because in those final seconds, Lowry had the ball, and he put Jonas in a terrible position. As the point guard, you got to recognize that JV, I mean, he likes working out of the left block, not the right block. If he got that ball from the same distance, left block, it wouldn't have that much of a problem. But he doesn't do it nearly as much from the right side. And Lowry, you got to recognize that. I don't know what JV was doing there in the first place, but I'm going to put this one on the vets. Someone's got to take it, right? And so with that, your T-Raps no longer get to enjoy that number one spot in the Eastern Conference. The Atlanta Hawks came up with a big W yesterday. And they are now 6-1 and one on the season. And the Raptors fall into a tie with the Cleveland Cavaliers. 5-1 and one on the season. The Hawks, by the way, won last night. They were able to withstand 43 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists from Anthony Davis. The Pelicans be struggling. They're 0-5 to start. And I know my man Bill Simmons is shocked about that. He's been calling out Anthony Davis having a breakout year for quite some time now. It's just five games in. 43 points works, but I think Bill was not talking so much about individual points. He's talking about wins for the Pelicans. And I'm rooting for him, so let's see what he can do. And he wasn't the only player to have 43 points last night. James Harden. Not exactly having the greatest start to the season either. He busts out and has a big ball game. The Houston Rockets beat the Sacramento Kings. 
And of course, final game around the league. I mean, it's just getting to be a tired story almost. Steph Curry, again, just absolutely incredible play. You've got to see the way he's doing it. It's, as Bill Simmons says, it's must-see TV. It's absolutely incredible. I have not been excited about a player like this since Vince Carter. There has not been a player this exciting in the league since Vince Carter, and I'm including LeBron James in that. And yes, maybe that's high praise for Vince, but he came out there on the scene and just did a bunch of stuff that we could not believe. Looked like he was a video game. And Steph Curry certainly looks like he's in video game mode. It's unbelievable. Check him out. In fact, watching him was the only thing that kept me in a good mood today after watching that painful Raptor loss. Should be 6-0. Oh, ouch. Not happy. And of course i got to sit here and talk about it for another half an hour after the fact and really drill home the fact that your T-Raps did not show up on this occasion. But that's part of rooting for your team, right? That's why you get really happy when they win and really sad when they lose. Give them your heart. Give them the power to break it. This is why we love sports. It's about the feelings, people. All right, that is it for this Raptors Abroad podcast next ball game against the Miami Heat taking on CB4 I know his number's not 4 anymore but that's what I call him it's Chris Bosh he's CB4 I mean, what right did he have to change that number really you mess up your nickname he's lame alright thanks for checking out this Raptors Abroad podcast and you know by the way shout out to some of my new homies got some peeps in North Carolina checking out this Raptors Abroad podcast. That's the first time. Never had any listeners in that state before. And V-Gates to meine Freundin in Germany. Got a few German listeners getting onto the Raptors Abroad podcast. In fact, I don't even really look at the numbers so much as the geography. I'm just interested in where all the fans are. And even though this is the Raptors Abroad podcast, it gets listened to by far the most in North America. Which makes sense. That's where the most basketball fans are going to be. But yo, if you know other Raptor friends abroad, they might like this. They may hate it, but give them a chance. And domestic. I'm not discriminating against you people in North America. Hit it up. It's a great place. Tell your homies. All right, thanks for joining me for this breakdown. I'm your boy, Sam. This is the Raptors Abroad podcast coming to you from London, UK. Rap present. And I'm out. And I'm out.